When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. You heard me right. Here are the guys, Schmidt and Cranach. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. Then two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes out. Excellent strategy, sir. Winding down this uh, Saturday edition, weekend edition of Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt. We welcome in the Iron Horse, Gary Sharp, with us. Sharpie, good morning. Thanks for a few minutes. How are we doing? Hey, good morning, guys. I got my coffee and I got my uh, favorite threesome in the morning. <laughs> you know that's a you problem but we appreciate you uh we appreciate you there, there's a lot of different uh, directions to go i'm not gonna get into uh to, to choice uh but uh i will <laughs> i will start off with uh with the portal let's let's go there and uh a lot of a lot of different uh, news items to get into but uh uh, Rouse, I want to get your take. You, you've uh, covered Nebraska football a number of years, man, and uh, Portal is, is kind of a new normal, but Nebraska, it looks like on paper, landed a really, really talented guy that can help bolster the offensive line. Yeah, I, you know, you're in a situation on the offensive line because of some missteps in terms of recruiting and developing that you have to go Portal, and I'm a big get high school offensive linemen, develop them, develop them, because offensive linemen appear to be a crapshoot when it comes to the portal. Some of the best that are in the portal, you wonder why are they there, and then they end up going to the, the upper echelon teams of college football. But in this case, I think this was a, a priority for Nebraska, somebody they saw that's played a lot of football uh, that you could, you could put in at one of the tackle spots, maybe left tackle, maybe right tackle. Um, you know, he's been told that left tackle is the place for him. But I, I think it, it, it stabilizes something because he's played a lot of football. And, and, and I like his hand placement. Um, you know, he's, he's very adept in the run game. Um, and if this is a priority, and, you know, in the day before, Nebraska loses a, a guy that probably would have been one of your starting interior linemen to Florida, was this an NIL? And if it was, that's okay. Because the NIL is in place to, if you want somebody and they're a priority, you go get them. You don't overspend, but you make a package worthwhile in selling hey this is what we can do for you this is what you can do for us are we a match and i think in this case nebraska got a victory i mean this is this is something if you think about it guys let's say that teddy prohaska who you know we're still kind of waiting on there's all kinds of possibilities and his ceiling is high but he's got to stay healthy you could realistically sit here today and go man nebraska's got four of their five offensive line spots figured out and i didn't think we'd be in a position to say that so it's a win for nebraska getting a a guy like walter rouse to uh come in and and be able to step in and and get going once he's a healthy for camp next fall green act your mute bud i got him off mute. we're good now we're good God, Elijah. May have been a me problem. 
you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't want any, I didn't want any hot mic moments during the commercial break. That may have been a me, me yeah. problem. It's fair. It's fair. Um, offensive line, just just uh, walk with me here. So, and you mentioned the word match. It is it conceivable that part of Nebraska's problem on the offensive line was okay. You rewind to twenty twenty one. You had Frost and Austin that clearly had some conflict in terms yeah. of what they wanted to do with the offensive line and what they wanted to do with the offense. You fast forward to 2022, you bring in a new guy, Rayola, and then you also bring in Whipple, and then you also have Frost. And those three guys weren't on the same page either. And so really at the brunt of that is the offensive line. Like while everybody above them is trying to figure it out and try to sort it out, they're the dudes that have to sort it out within a couple seconds on every single play on the field. And just truly, we're not put in a great position. Is that? Do you think that is a reasonable assessment of maybe what's been going on? And as you go forward now, the fact that they'll all be on the same page, Satterfield, Raiola, Rule, will benefit the offensive line. And maybe we could expect to see a better performance because they were pretty bad last couple of years. Absolutely. Now, then it becomes on the player to play up to your abilities but there's a big thing about everybody being aligned and you know you're, you're absolutely right i mean scott and greg for some reason got sideways and they never able to replace it and it had a direct effect of by on the offensive lineman in that room last year was the same way i don't know that there was a lot of respect for donovan riola coming into the situation that he did and let's be honest he's coming into a situation where the offensive lineman has underperformed and you got a brand new first time coach with a veteran offensive coordinator and a coach that's trying to keep his job. And so it was discombobulated from the start. Um, and, you know, we're all kind of waiting to see if that's the difference. And if there's a, you know, if there's going to be a flip of some guys that we've been waiting on a Ben Hart and a, and a Corcoran, and even though, you know, I thought Ben Hart, especially pass pro got better towards the tail end of the season. I, I think another thing about the offensive line and you're kind of hearing it is more uh, assistants talk about Donovan Riola and kind of how they feel about him and why he was retained is quite simply, you've got the head coach who is not afraid to go down and get involved in the offensive line and to get his hands dirty. And he's put himself out there about where this offensive line is going. And I believe also that will benefit this offensive line is they are speaking about controlling the line of scrimmage, and I truly believe that's what they want to do. Instead of just saying, yeah, that's what you're supposed to say when you're in the Big Ten, and you're playing in the West Division, and you're a place like Nebraska, is we want to win the line of scrimmage. I believe these guys have an intent on doing that. And you look at how they've recruited, especially in the portal. They've been aggressive with offensive linemen. Um, so they're going to make sure that the offensive line is good and that Donovan Royola has a chance to kind of hit the reset button. But I will tell you, one thing that really stood out to me over the course of the last month and how our opinion on Donovan Royola has changed, it's players came to his defense. And we had not heard that during the season. But, and, and a lot of them hadn't talked about it, and there were other pressing issues. But the offensive lineman coming to the forefront and saying, hey, Donovan Riola can be a really, really good position coach is something I was not expecting. So that also gives me a little bit of hope going into 23. Gary Sharp's with us here, a Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. And Gary, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I don't think I need to overcomplicate it. Xavier Betts reportedly coming back to Nebraska. Your reaction is what? If he is engaged and he's ready to go and he's focused and he can do Monday through Friday that gets him to Saturday, he's a Sunday guy. Uh, you know, it was a situation where they invested a lot in him last spring and it just wasn't for him. 
he had lost the desire to play football. And, you know, you get away from it, and you're back living in Omaha where everybody is asking you questions, and it's a what if. And then all of a sudden it's a new page uh, in Lincoln, and he put himself in the portal just to see what Nebraska's response would be. And Nebraska's response is, we're in the talent acquisition business. If you want to play football and you are headstrong, then we can find a place for you. And, and I think it's a win for Nebraska. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you, if everything is good, why wouldn't you add him to your roster? Especially, guys, we know this, even with the addition of Billy Kemp this week, that's a wide receiver room that is very, very light on experience and questions being answered. So if it's, if it's moving in the path, which it is moving, and they get it finalized, um, then it's good for, the, it's good for uh, Xavier as well. Um, because I think he got away and realized that, you know what, I can get a degree, I can play football, that's what I want to do. And if that's what he wants to do, and Nebraska's convinced, um, I think it's a good restart for him at Nebraska. Sharpie, speak a, a moment to just the management on, on both ends, right? On, on bets, if he comes back, what will be expected of, of him and, I guess, you know, a, a second crack at it uh, academically and athletically, but also the, the new voice, the new head man uh, in Rule and how what you've kind of gathered from Rule's personality and management style, how that can help benefit benefit bets. Well, I think there's no BS. There's no Mickey Mouse show. Uh, there's no preferential treatment. You're one of, you know, 120-plus football players, and you're on this roster because we see something out of you. And I think some straight talk will, you know, maybe this time it'll work. It's not like Nebraska, you know, messed around and, and you know, this was on Nebraska. Nebraska invested a lot in Xavier. And there were times where we wondered why he wasn't on the field. Well, if you can't trust a guy in terms of the playbook and running the right play, and you can't, and you have to run something that is not super simple on a third down, you can't afford him to have him on the, on the field. So, this is, on, this is a lot on Xavier. So I'm excited. If, if he has turned his, his life around and he's back focused and he can do the day-to-day stuff, I think this is a pretty good story. But this is on him to prove to everyone that he's good, he's ready to go for football, and he can help Nebraska. Because, again, there is no doubt that when he is on, in the brief little glimpses we've seen in his career, he can be a game changer. Again, he can be a Sunday guy. And we'll see if Nebraska can get him on the right path and they can keep him moving from day to day. But it'll be interesting. You're going to have a new wide receiver coach that he has absolutely no connection to that will be with him day to day. Will that room be strong enough also to help a guy like Xavier Betts get his feet back on the ground and move forward and help everybody win football games? You know, and Gary, I think within that, within this conversation too, is like, you know, the the demands of what it takes to play Division One football is I mean, it's really significant. I mean, you're talking basically 6 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. almost daily, right? Like, that's not an exaggeration mm-hmm. to say that. And that could burn some dudes out, right? Like, that's a serious level of commitment that you have to have. Um, so it's not – you know, I, I just – some of the comments that you're hearing from fans are just like, ah, you know, lazy and, oh, that's not good for the locker room. And it's just like – I don't know if this is that much – it, it, this is really the that's really the case in this situation i think it's like look this is a really demanding thing that you just have to be all in on and if you're not you're not um you think that's a, a piece of this too is just like you know he basically has to decide like are you ready to basically commit 6a to 10p every day to doing this 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. And here, here's the other part of people that are going, well, it, he's not going to be, you know, what's that? What's he going to do to the roster? You don't think in your first year, as much as you want as, as many talented guys on your roster, but in your first year, you don't think Matt Rule, if this moves forward and Xavier Betts is back, that Matt Rule has not vetted the heck out of Xavier Betts to get a comfortability level to say, yes, this guy has convinced me that he is all in and he's ready to become a student athlete again. I, I don't see that. I, I, think, I think they probably asked a lot of people that are not associated with Xavier, that know him a little bit, Xavier directly, to get a sense of, yep, he's good to go, so we can move forward. But, you know, I, I think we understand more about the mental challenges of student-athletes. You know, we all go through our struggles, but when you are a, a young, young man or woman and you're playing collegiate athletics at a high level, there is a demand on you, and there's also the demand on you to be a student as well. And we see more people and more athletes talking openly about that struggle. Um, I just think if, if Xavier has some people to guide him and, and he's good and he can turn his life around and he can get focused and he can get a degree and also play football, man, that's a win-win for, for everybody. So I'm excited to see how this uh, works out and excited to see what kind of shape he would be in and where he'd be at if they get him back on the football field this spring. Gary Sharp with us, weekend edition, Hail Varsity Radio. Sharpie, just a couple minutes before we say goodbye. Uh, Commissioner Warren's legacy is what to you? Uh, you won't know about it probably for a few years down the road. You know, I, I think we're going to find out in a short amount of time, in three and a half years, that that's a job where how much autonomy do you have to make decisions? Um, he didn't come across as the best communicator. We all know about the COVID year and, and the, the missteps along that way. I think it's in a tough position. I, I, think, I don't think when he took over the job, first of all, he replaced a legend in Jim Delaney. And nobody ever thought, well, he's going to be here long term. And so I think that was some hesitation. And, you know, he had a, you know, knocked heads with the presidents. Um, it's a weird tenure because you have the COVID year. You also have the development of women's sports and just what we were talking about, the mental health of the student-athlete, the Kevin Warren, that was so near and dear to him. And then, of course, a mega TV deal that how much did he have to do with it or was it television executives? I, I think it's going to be a few years down the road before we can get a, a sense and, okay, this is what Kevin Warren's tenure was um, at the Big Ten. But he definitely changed the fabric of college football. But it's, you know, nobody is saying, oh, no, Nebraska, or no, excuse me, Big Ten is in trouble with Kevin Warren gone. They're like, okay, I have some strong feelings, time to move on. And it'll be an important hire for the Big Ten, whether they decide to stay like in the entertainment TV industry or if they go with someone that is more collegiate. Because, you know, is that a job that you're a mouthpiece for the presidents or, or is it somebody that you can be a forward thinker and kind of be Jim Delaney where you say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and then you tell everybody instead of people telling you what to do and then you go and do it. Gary Sharp with us. Sharpie, have a good week, bud. Thanks for your insight and uh, jumping on with us this morning. Hey, great show, guys. Have a, a wonderful weekend to you and uh, all your listeners. Appreciate you. There he is, Gary Sharp. Appreciate you, Gary. Cranach, be good, brother. You as well, man. You as well. Elijah, thanks for everything. We'll talk to you Monday at 4 on Hale Varsity. Thanks.